0: On an empty stomach. Morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Every morning, 9.45 a.m., it goes live on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Today on the show, what a wonderful set of Golden Globes you have. Also, I don't shut up. I grow up, and when I see you, I throw up. Plus, no time for love, Dr. Jones. But first, let's do it, huh? A couple of live dates. Next week, starting Tuesday night, I will be at House of Comedy Mall of America all the way through Saturday be hosting their Triple Threat Tuesday, and then I'll be hosting for Mike Brody on Wednesday, and then Thursday through Saturday, five shows with the Offend Everyone Tour, Aaron Berg and Luis J. Gomez, who I am a big fan of. Can't wait. January 28th, St. Cloud, Minnesota, Beaver Island Brewing for Silly Beaver Brewing. Those tickets just went on sale. You can find them on my website, also on my Instagram stories. February 10th, Paddy Wagon, Richfield, Minnesota, and February 11th, St. Croix Falls, Wisconsin, at the Dallas House for their big Valentine's Day show. Apparently their Valentine's Day show is just... A knockout. Can't wait. That'll be fun. Saturday night over in Wisco. Oh. Somebody throw it out on the new Glarus. Somebody give me a sober driver and some new Glarus because we're going cow spotting all night. Uh, good morning, Kimberly. By the way, uh, happy one-year anniversary, uh, anniversary in comedy. Glad to see you're in the scene. We like you. Uh, also, Scooter. Hi. What's up? What's up, MJ? Hi, Tara. What's up, Jules? Olena. little light on the... Instagram today, and I imagine it's because I mean, we get a few people that trickle in from other states, but it's a lot of Minnesota born natives. And I don't know if you've been outside, but holy shit! I was thinking about asking Ronald McDonald to come on down and do a little bit of ice skating with me. Somebody strap on, listen, there's gonna be a group of us, and then we're gonna do that chain whip thing. And then one little boy is not going to be fast enough to keep up with all of us. But then Ronald McDonald's going to show up and pick him up. And then they're going to do some sort of weird, you know, dance skate. And then Ronald's going to drop him off with the rest of the goddamn crew. And then we're all going to bowl our eyes out. (sighs) That's what I'm saying. Scooter probably should have not have drove to the gym. Yeah, it is goddamn slippery out. almost died this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Oh my God, cow spotting. That's what I'm going to call it from now on when I'm drinking New Glarus. What are you guys doing? Going cow spotting? (laughs) What's up, AA? Nice to see you. What's up, Billy? How are you, bud? Heard you ran into my mom the other day. That's the crazy thing about Minnesota is that you can literally be four and a half hours away and someone's like, ran into your mom the other day? You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course you did. There's like I know we talk about Minneapolis being a big ass place. It is three and a half to four million within like the metro. But man, it feels like everybody knows each other. If you've done half of anything in this town, you know somebody who is somebody. Just so goddamn weird. Ah, I didn't realize that the Golden Globes were on last night. I don't know if anybody noticed that the Golden Globes were on last night, but Eddie Murphy received the Cecil uh, B. DeMille Award last night at the Golden Globes. He thanked a lot of people. gave a long ass speech. This is part of it, though. I was raised to never forget. Wrong guy. Hang on a second. We'll get to that dude in a second. Here he is. I want to let you know that there is a definitive blueprint that you can follow to achieve success prosperity, longevity, and peace of mind. And I followed it my whole career. Just do these three things. Pay your taxes, (laughs) mind your business, and keep Will Smith's wife's name, (laughs) mouth! (laughs) I heard Eddie Murphy's supposed to be coming back with a stand-up special. Netflix paid him, like, $70 million to do it. Am I correct? Totally fine. Hey, Netflix, stop raising the goddamn price of everything. Don't get me wrong. I love Eddie Murphy. I don't need him to do a $70 million special. Jesus. Stop goddamn raising the... When I was with Netflix, right at $5. That's all it was. Christ, even Dollar Shave Club is $2. That's going to be a new dad joke. You guys wait. What's up, Amanda? Hi, Sally. What's up, Andrea? You guys wait. That one's coming for you. Anyways, the my name is Dolomite. Eddie Murphy's latest shit, outstanding. Beverly Hills Cop 4 coming. All of his stuff lately has been great. Coming to America 2, great. I like, it'd be nice if we could go ahead and erase a little bit of the nutty professor. If we could replace Norbert or Norbit or whatever the hell the name of that dumbass. Pluto Nash, can we get rid of all that? Dr. Doolittle, can we get rid of all that? Come on, Eddie. Dude, you were Beverly Hills cop. You were 48 hours. You were tell Bill Cosby to have a coke and a smile and shut the fuck up. What happened to you? I get it, man. Everyone's got to go out and make a buck. Everybody talks about Robin Williams and they go, You know, he's just amazing in Mrs. Doubtfire. I'm like, dude, it's a fine movie. Nothing wrong with it. Great movie. Every, everything about that movie, the acting, the editing, the, the dialogue, it's great. It's great. It gets a little weird that a judge has basically told a dad who is getting his own apartment, has his own job, tries everything he possibly can do to give his kids the best life possible, and a judge is like, yeah, you can't see your kids. What? What? <laughs> Shouldn't Sally have jumped in and been like, Judge, I think you're being a little too fucking, you know, over the top here, man. That is the one thing I always laugh about that movie. Listen, I know you're going out there, you're finding a job. You got your own apartment. You moved close so that you can be next to the children. But as a judge, I feel it is in the children's best interest if they never see their dad again. Hello! No! <laughs> <laughs> fucking movie. Everybody talks about that movie Nobody has seen Father of the Year That's my favorite Robin Williams movie It's way out there Bobcat Goldwaite wrote and directed It is It's so far out there The concept The acting I love it That's his best role I feel like that's his best role And nobody's ever seen it Uh, Morning Erica Bang What's up Mira Hi John What's going on bud Nobody has ever seen that goddamn movie. And I'm like, why? I get, like, everyone wants him as Robin Williams as the genie. Everybody wants him in Good Morning America. I felt like that movie was just a little bit of Robin Williams just loving Robin Williams. Look how fast I can go. But if you go back and you watch that movie, it's it's okay. Not amazing. It's okay. But there's so much other better Robin Williams. That's why when every time, like... Uh, Hey, man, Eddie Murphy was great in The Clumps. I'm like, bitch, have you seen My Name is Dolomite? You would never look at The Clumps ever again. Never again would we go, Hercules, Hercules. That shit would be gone. We'd erase it from our memories. We would men in black it from our psyches. We would never think about it ever again. That's the way it should be. One hour photo. Another great, amazing Robin Williams movie. Because he plays the creeper and he plays the villain and he plays the weirdo. Nobody expects it. Great in that movie. Absolutely, Scooter. Yes. Love that movie. Now, was there there's some fun box office smashes? Absolutely. Jamaji? God damn. Give me some Jamaji. Give me some Aladdin. Although, fuck Fern Gully. I watched that movie with my daughter. He plays a fruit bat, Robin Williams, in that movie. I went back and I rewatched it. I was like, this is all propaganda. This is 80s propaganda. This is not not a movie. Big Rainforest decided to make a film and show it to children so that they could collect... I, I guarantee after Fern Gully came out, there was more money given to preserving the rainforest at that time than any other time. Which, by the way, I have been, for years now, sitting on this information that we are all about to blow through the rainforest and there'll be nothing left... We're destroying Amazon. That shit's been going on for 40 years. Shouldn't the rainforest just be gone now? Shouldn't it just be... It shouldn't just be a cafe at Mall of America. It should be completely decimated. For how much we talked... The The hole in the ozone layer is... Oh, boy. Where's that hole? I've never heard nary a word about the hole in the ozone layer. Shit is gone. All the things that we... We're so scared of. Olena, Awakenings is really good, too. I don't remember. I do remember the movie. I don't remember watching it. I do remember, like, the concept, and I remember it being a movie. I don't know a whole hell of a lot about it. But there's so much other better Robin Williams and Eddie Murphy out there than what we watch and what people share. I'm just like, man, knock it off. I know I'm going to take shit for this. I don't feel like Goonies is—I feel like it's got great parts— It's on a very Trump right there. It's got great parts. You might know, people say. Ewge. Goonie's not that great of a movie. Collectively, altogether, I went back and rewatched it. I was like, okay, this is all right. It's got some, but not as good as I remember it when I was a kid. A lot of movies do that. The Mighty Ducks, what a piece of shit that is. And for everybody who's in Minnesota who's like, (gasps) how dare you say that about The Mighty Ducks? Go back and rewatch it. Because when I watch that through a 12-year-old's lens, it is wildly different than when I am at 42. Especially when so many amazing movies have come out since then. Was The Sandlot before or after Mighty Ducks? I feel like it was after. Not by much, but just a little. Maybe about a year and a half. I think maybe the success of The Mighty Ducks, The Sandlot, was like, all right, we gotta do something. Kids in Little League sports... People go goddamn nuts for it. And if you go back, which one is more beloved than the other? If you, Everybody outside of Minnesota knows the Sandlot. And we still have reverence for that movie. If you go to Alabama and you bring up the Mighty Ducks, people are like, I don't give a shit. Whatever. We just like it because it was filmed here. That's all it is. Scooter, don't talk spag about Mighty Ducks. It's not that good. It's not. I tried to watch it with my daughter. She got about 12 minutes into it. You know that move when you're like, oh my God, I watched this movie. You guys got, let's all sit down. Let's watch this movie together. And then you get like nine minutes into the movie and you're like, okay, now that it's got pressure to it and I'm showing this to other people, not as good as I thought it was. That's what I felt like Mighty Ducks was. Cause I'm like, Kinley, you've never seen Mighty Ducks. Oh, we got to sit down. We got to watch. It's so good. It's so good. And then we watched The Mighty Ducks. We got nine minutes in and Kelly's like, this is a piece of shit. I was like, yeah, this does suck. Why are we watching this? Because I was like, going to be like, I'll introduce her to Mighty Ducks. Then we'll watch Mighty Ducks 2. And then we'll we'll fire in. They got the new series, Disney Plus. Gordon Bombay making his return. I watched it. I was like, this is garbage. The only thing I was like blown away by it, Jussie Smollett in The Mighty Ducks. Did not remember. Hi, Mandy Galley. Nice to see you. MJ, never seen The Mighty Ducks. You're not missing much. Totally not missing much. Scooter, my girls are into that movie right now. Hawks Home Turf is Parade Ice Garden. My girls quacked uh, on their way to the, into the ring. Now, that's why I'm saying, if you are from Minnesota, jingle all the way. Everybody loves a Minnesota, jingle all the way. You might know my new holiday movie, jingle all the way. We love it. If you go to Maine, you're like, what do you guys think of Arnold Schwarzenegger and jingle all the way? They're like, that shitty movie was Sinbad? Who cares? Minnesota, we love it. We got, we got Fargo. We got the Mighty Ducks. We got Jingle all the way. We got a movie with Woody Harrelson called Fletch Craps in His Pants. I can't remember the name of that movie. <laughs> Some weird movie called, like, Homer or something. They filmed that here. Oh, Iron Will. We got Iron Will. Disney's Iron Will. Mackenzie from Facts of Life showing up to run the Iditarod. Goddamn right we filmed that in Duluth. (laughs) Scooter, I was in Mighty Ducks 2 and Jingle All the Way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why we love those movies, because they were made here, you know? There's a lot of... Like, anytime my friends act in anything, I always try to watch it. Especially, like, friends of mine that are bigger named who are in TV shows. I always try to watch it because there's nothing more awkward than somebody being like, oh, because I just got done doing such and such on Hulu. And then you're like, yeah, I didn't see it. That feels weird. It's like, if I'm going to ingest myself with a bunch of content, why not just have it be content of people that I know? It does take you out of it, though. Because, like, you know, I mean, I was with Adam Ray this weekend, and I watched the, The School of Good and Evil, and then Adam Ray's part came up, and I'm like, well, that's just my friend in makeup. That's all. I see John Kite like on the Volkswagen commercial. I'm like, that's not a guy who is too lost into his phone. That's just a guy that I know. That we went and we played. You know, we do the boxing machine over at the bar, and then we do shots. We talk a bunch of shit. That's that's my friend, grumpy old man. We got grumpy old man. Yeah, you're all oh, beautiful girls. Yep. Um, what was uh, what was the name of the movie? Is that the one I'm thinking of? Where they were the beauty queens? Southern Minnesota. Oh, don't we have a, oh, we got that goddamn movie with uh, Bridget Jones. Renee Zellweger. The hell she did? She did some movie here. Southern Minnesota, right? I don't know. Yeah. uh, So if we got to break it down, Fargo and Grumpy Old Men, probably the two best movies to ever come out of Minnesota. Correct? I can't think of anything else. Mighty Ducks, not great. Jingle All the Way, kind of a huge piece of shit. That's a steamer. For Schwarzenegger, that was like his Eddie Murphy's clumps. Yeah. I can't think of anything else that was filmed here where I'm like, oh, that was fucking badass. That was amazing. I don't think anything else was. Anyway. Anyway. Well, why did I bring... Oh, Goonies. That's why I brought it up. And I'm going to probably screw up his name. ki hu Kwon is the the guy. This dude, you remember him? He was uh, Data. He was Data in... Goonies, pinches of pow, I was saved by my pinches of pow. He was also, what was it called, uh, short stuff, half stack, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, cutie pie, shorty patorty, cutie Patootie. what the fuck was that guy's name? Half stack, short stuff, short stack, god damn it, anyways. Anyways, he won a goddamn Golden Globe last night for everything, everywhere, all at once. I hear this movie is incredibly good, I have not had a chance to watch it yet. But he gave this speech last night, and as I was listening to this speech, it, it kind of got to me. And I'll explain why in just a moment. I want to let you know that there is a- ah, God a- damn it, Eddie Murphy, you son of a bitch. All right, here we go. I was raised to never forget where I came from and to always remember who gave me my first opportunity. I am so happy to see Steven Spielberg here tonight. Steven, thank you. When I started my career as a child actor in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, I felt so very lucky to have been chosen. As I grew older, I started to wonder if that was it, that no matter what I did, I would never surpass what I achieved as a kid. Thankfully, more than 30 years later, two guys thought of me. They remembered that kid, and they gave me an opportunity to try again. This goes right back to my Thoughts on Chris Hardwick Chris Hardwick, if you guys remember the story Chris Hardwick was a longtime K-Rock radio personality He was on the show Singled Out with Jenny McCarthy on MTV Spent a lot of time, I think like five years altogether on MTV And during that time became a massive alcoholic And a huge fuck up Lost his jobs, got fat, damn near drank himself to death, ended up in a divorce, was non-existent. Everybody was like, we don't know what happened to that Hardwick kid, but listen, he went the way of Dunkelman from America's Got Talent, or American Idol. You're not going to see that guy anymore. One day, goddamn Chris Hardwick is like, you know what, enough of this shit. I'm done drinking. I'm going to get my ass back into shape. I'm going to get back on a TV show, and I'm going to get back on my rightful spot on top of the goddamn mountain. Chris Hardwick gets a trainer. He quits drinking. He drops 50 pounds. He gets on a little tiny TV station called G4 because he's a pretty nerdy guy. Knows a lot about computers. Knows a lot about, like, you know, uh, the technical aspect of things. Big fan of Apple and, like, their roots. So he... Uh, Decides to get his shit together. And after G4, they sign him on to the Nerdist podcast network, and he creates that. And then his podcast, The Nerdist, blows up. He gets on to a couple of television shows on uh NBC, hosting a few game shows. He's got a show on Comedy Central. And I was listening to an interview with him one time, and he said, I don't think anybody realizes how goddamn hard it is to not only first off have a career, but it is 10 times harder to get kicked off the top of the pole. And then try to work your way back up. It's one thing to do it the first time. I don't think anybody understands how hard it is to do it the second time. And when he was talking about that, I was totally putting myself in those shoes of like, it'll never get as good as when I did Afternoon Drive Radio Minneapolis. I'm like, you'll never, you'll never, that was your crest. That's as far as you're going to get. You're going to be selling couches in the goddamn mall for the rest of your life. That is as far as you will get. And now I feel like not only have I blown past that ceiling, I have fucking... Demolished it And I'm like I don't think I've been As high as I am Right now And When all of that was happening I'm like Yes I don't think anybody realizes How hard it is So when I see people That are in their 40s and 50s Going out and trying new shit Kimberly is a very good point She watches this podcast All the time A year ago She was like Fuck it I'm doing stand up I'm tired of te- people telling me That I can't do it So I'm gonna go out and do it Imagine Imagine Starting a whole new career when you were in your 40s and 50s. It is fucking a mountain. It is, a, And it's a mountain that is 10 times higher than any other mountain that you climbed before. Not enough credit is given to people who just go ahead and just make a shift. Like the woman who is 61 who is like, listen, I'm tired of my husband's bullshit. He's an abusive son of a bitch. That's all the guy does is drink and I clean up after him and I'm done. And she goes out and she gets a haircut. She starts hanging out with her friend Louise, quote unquote, just a little bit more often. And then finally she's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to get a makeover. I'm going to buy some stylish clothes. I'm going to start dating Louise and we're moving in together. Fuck off, Dan. Not enough credit is given to those people. Scooter, congratulations. That's an amazing (laughs) feeling. I'm right behind you. Yeah. I'm watching everybody who is in my circle become a much better version of themselves than what they were 10 years ago. That is goddamn gratifying. There's a t- uh, TV show on Netflix called The 100, and everybody is broken down by age, age groups. It's 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. And, the, and each, each group, there's a series of tasks that have to be completed. And what they found out is the people in their 20s and the people in their 60s work the best together. Who are the people that work the worst together? People in their 30s. People in their 30s are fucking miserable. We're all know-it-alls. We don't get our shit together yet. And your 40s is when that stuff starts to like move out of the way. When you start letting go of ego, start buying your start buying, you know, the same place where you buy your car batteries. Yeah, that's where you buy your clothes now too, my man. You start letting go of all of that stuff. And when you finally let go of all that stuff, that's when you can start working well together. People in their 20s are young and having fun and don't give a shit because they have zero responsibilities. And then people in their 60s, also fantastic, have got a bunch of you know world experience and their fucking kids are gone. And they're just living out their best years now. Those are the two groups of people that work well together. The bottom of that bell curve in your 30s. So the fact that all of us are in our 40s are starting to like watch our careers start to soar. This is when we're using all of this wisdom and knowledge, we're taking all the mistakes that we took from our 20s and 30s and we're applying that into our 40s and this is where shit really takes off, man. This is the most this is the part of life that I'm most excited about. Cuz I look at guys like Louis Black, I look at, you know, some of the women that they talk about like, "Oh, fucking Vera Wang didn't design her first handbag until she was 43." I'm sure I got that quote, wrong. But I'm just saying, like, this is the time when we start getting our shit together and everybody starts watching, you know, the rocket ship to the moon go straight up our asses and take us with them. Sally, reinventing yourself is awesome, but I'm sure it's not easy to do. Fuck no. It's impossible. It's so fucking hard. And the fact that there's enough people right now, and the other thing is, we're living so much longer than what we used to. You basically had one crack at, at a life and a career. Now, man, people hit the reset button. They're 47. They're like, dude, I got another at least 47 years left in me. Let's let's move. Let's go. <laughs> it's difficult. It's so hard, man. That's why like, and I try not to, uh, I, I'm not going to name names, but there's a couple of people that I roll with that these motherfuckers did some shit 12 years ago, and they have not let it go. That is, what they, that is who they are, that is what their name is attached to, and that is who they will always be. And I'm like, if I am ever attaching myself to the shit that I did 10 years ago, please fucking stick a fork in me. It is over. That's the one thing about, like, I was in the back of Acme last night and I was hanging out with some of the older comics. Some of us that are in our 40s and 50s, And I'm like, there's a reason why we still come and do these things. There's a reason why we're still here. And we hang out with these kids that are 22 who are just, like, super hungry and getting after it. And it's like, all I got to do is work as hard as as them because I got 30 years experience on these guys. (laughs) You know? Probably not 30. More like 21, 22, somewhere in there. But what I'm saying is that you really got to, like, get after your shit, you know? Oh, Sally Mac, 52 today. Happy birthday. And Mandy Moore. Congratulations, that's awesome. Video going viral of an online speed dating show called The Button of a Marvel nerd immediately rejecting his date because she said she didn't like Marvel and called it anime. I'm Rhea. Donnie. Nice to meet you. you. Fun fact about Donnie, he's a Marvel nerd. Are you into Marvel? You know what? No. Like, my brother watches them, but I just can't get into anime. Like okay (laughs) like you can't not like marvel it's amazing there's so many different things and it's not anime it's just like a bunch of superheroes who try to save everybody uh the comics the movies it's just uh my i have a dog named marvel so it's kind of a big deal to me girl don't feel bad he did you a a solid any guy that is willing to take a, a look at a woman and go i'm sorry you're not into my fucking comic books i have to get rid of you you don't you don't want that guy trust me there's a million other adults out there that are probably into Marvel that would look at you and go, yeah, it's fine. I get that. It's nerdy shit. Uh, just please know I'm also not going to be into your stuff all the time either, but I'll make amends. Totally. Sometimes you just go and do shit with people, even if you don't like it. That is the sign that you that you should be with somebody. If somebody's like, listen, uh, not really my thing, but I'll go and do it with you. Not really into the crochet club, but I know you dig it. And you want me to come with you, so I'll come and I'll hang and I'll learn. And I'll be very nice and I'll be very respectful. I know you don't like always coming with me when I get together with the fellas and we go down and we watch the Packers game, but you come and you have a couple of drinks and you're nice and you're cordial and you like it when then I get happy and then we live harmoniously. And sometimes there's just going to be shit where you're like, you're on your own on this one. Oh my God, baby. Do you want to go see the new Captain Marvel movie? This is the movie where they take the new Captain Marvel and then they don't even make reference to the old Captain Marvel because the old Captain Marvel, Chris Evans, he's not even around anymore. He, had to take, he got taken out by Thanos. Thanos, yeah, you know, when he came from that galaxy when he was fighting the other Guardians, you guys probably didn't know about it, man. Groot took him down with a single swift, swift blow. You didn't know? Oh, man. Yeah, honey, you lost me at let's go see the new Captain Marvel movie. I don't even think any of that's right. Captain Marvel, is that? She, no, that's a, that's a gal. See? All I'm saying is sometimes just park your shit. There's a lot of things you don't want to go and do. Just God damn it. But de to say, like, mm, if you're not into my super... Plus, you're a man in your 30s. It's one thing to, like, enjoy it, but when your life revolves around it... Dude, gotta give that shit up, my man. So many other great things out there that you should be trying to accomplish. Here you are telling ladies that, meh, if you're not into my nerdy crap, I'm sorry. Because, listen, I don't know if you know this or not... I am a superhero. I have the ability to make women disappear. (laughs) Uh, Anyway... January 17th through the 21st, House of Comedy, Mall of America. January 28th, St. Cloud, Minnesota. Beaver Island Brewing for Silly Beaver. February 10th, Batty Wagon, Richfield, Minnesota. February 11th, St. Croix Falls, Wisconsin at the Dallas House. We'll get you that information. I believe you have to actually call to reserve tickets if you're going to be going to that show. Apparently, it's their big Valentine's Day show, and it sells out every single year, and it's massive. So if you're going to come, it'd be awesome. Show on up. We'd love to have you guys. Find this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Every single morning, 9.45 a.m., it goes live on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. You guys are the best. Thank you so much. Have a great day and always appreciate it when you take a long walk to Cleveland.